Hello, Internet, and welcome to Season 196, Episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist. It's a production of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. In fact, it's Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. I am your host, Miles Gray, a.k.a. Oh, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm substitute teacher. Just hit the dab. Oh, man, I'm substitute teacher because I am the substitute teacher. And yeah, maybe I did hit a dab in my Honda Accord in the parking lot on my way to be a substitute for this American history class. But kids, I'm going to tell you something. You should read Howard Zinn just as a starting place. I know it's kind of heady for you because you're in sixth grade, but you should try it. Anyway, I'm thrilled to be joined. (laughs) Yes, by my fellow, fellow SoCal native, my fellow UCLA Bruin, my fellow lover of all foods that are Italian, my fellow genius. Oh, I'm not a genius. She's a genius. She's a comedian. She's a performer. She will hit you with that breath work, the best work. Please welcome Michael's Blair Saki. Oh, what's up, Miles? <laughs> what's Miles, up, Blair? It's great to be back in the co-hosting director's chair, mm-hmm. Jack's absence, back with you today, two days in a row, living Ooh. my fucking dream. God, <laughs> it's great to be here. You know, I was thinking after yesterday's episode, I kind of looked into, like, Sp- Spartan races, Tough mutters, just to kind of see, like, where, if if it makes sense for me. If it oh my makes God. sense. Jaquise is trying to get us wrapped up in something nasty. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I think the thing, where is it? Well, I don't know. I feel like I could organize a larger tournament of, like, uh, barely in shape people in entertainment to do, like, the Chug Olympics, a.k.a. a Tough mutter in L.A. or something. Yeah, but- and I'll get wasted the night before as an excuse. <laughs> Just show up with your big-ass sunglasses on. Yeah. Those trademark big-ass shades. 1.4 white cloths. Oh, okay. Well, uh, before we get into the show, obviously we have a guest. And this guest, I like to say, is someone who has been like a day one. Okay, this this man has been one of the first guests on this show. If you're a day one Zeitgang listener, you will recognize this man. Also, you might remember his antics from all the different driver's license photos that he did over the years. I damn sure remember that. That was probably the first time I even knew of this person. Or maybe you know him as someone who gave cocaine to rats when he was pursuing a doctorate in neuroscience or just as a comedian. You know, that's the other big thing about him, too. He's a very hilarious man. Please welcome today's guest, John O'Zelay. Oh, hey, thanks. Good to be here. I love that uh, my still best credit is my DMV antics. I'm famous at the DMV. (laughs) Catch me at any branch, local branch. I'll be coming through. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I just I love those. I again, I remember very vividly. I was like. Damn, I wish I had that kind of energy to do I love those too, John. That was artistry. Thank you. I did do a uh, COVID one during the quarantine. I had a little extra hair going on as as that's my uh, medium to work with and taking silly driver's licenses. But it hasn't dropped yet. I want to save it till uh, I'm actually doing shows again. Okay, okay. Nice to know. You've been in the lab. Okay. Oh, yeah. And now, listen, like uh, all the big blockbusters they put off for a year because no one could see them. I got to wait for the, op- you know, optimized right. time to drop my art. Yeah, you're not going to do it on a live streamed comedy <laughs> no, show. Fuck no, that. please. You know, you're not you're learning from the mistakes of like HBO Max and the others. <laughs> and Jono and Blair, you all are, you see each other. You are neighbors. I was like, you guys know each other. And Blair's like, oh, yeah, I know John. And John was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see Blair. And you you're you're quite literally in the same hood. 
Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, Los Feliz. I walk every. Well, no one from unless you're a benevolent psychic, no one come find me. But I do yeah. walk five miles a day, and then and I see Jono around town. But I'm always like very engrossed in some cuckoo thing, and so I'm always shocked to like, whoa, you know. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Ing- the way you even did a. Uh, like a you embodied that you look like you were hunched over like Smeagol with the Ring of Power. What do you I mean if you're engrossed in something? I just gonna say Smeagol. It's so crazy. We are co we are fucking co-hosting <laughs> right now. Wow, Ooh, wow! I love wow. it. Hosting and co-hosting. Um, no, I just get really into my audiobooks. You know, sometimes oh, I you. pop an edible and I'm just really yep. in there internal. Reading the Bible, I gotta get it. Take it any way you can. <laughs> preaching, preaching, get, the, preaching. Get those verses. And what, Jono, you're just jogging because you stay in shape. You're in fitness. You're getting ready for a tough mutter or something. <laughs> no, actually, all my joints are breaking down. I have every jo- <laughs> brace for every joint you could imagine. I'm mostly walking my dog because okay. uh, he needs to go outside and get up those exercise uh, steps what kind of dog, in. What kind of dog you got? Uh, I have a. It's a Jack Russell Beagle mix. It's a Jacoby. Uh, his name is Larry. Oh yeah, he's he's an old man. He's an old curmudgeon, but he uh, he's, he's a sweetheart. Okay, okay. Good I think Danny and I actually saw your Jacoby with your GF yesterday. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. She 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 mentioned. Yeah. It was cool. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I like how she said she mentioned, but really, you're like, hey, hey, hey. like it was just a very like uh, <laughs> huge event, <laughs> not not very casual in passing. Uh, okay, well, good to know. Good to know that we're all we're all friends here. As we normally are. Miles, um, how but, long are you going to be in Hawaii for? Uh, just a couple more days. Oh, then I'm back. Okay. You're in I'm Hawaii back, right baby. now, Miles? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out here for a little bit just to, to, to cool my, cool my jets. But Heaven. really, still, still working. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I know. Just I mean, trying, listen, you're, I'm trying that remote work. Three the hours earlier over there. To the grind. <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, you wake up like way early. I mean, I wake up pretty early anyway. But it's interesting to get like. When you're on this clock, because like the East Coast is like six hours ahead. And <laughs> Whoa, this is a bit of a misalignment. But hey, it is what it is. But before we get into it, and before we get to know you, Jono, we'll just give people a preview of what we're talking about today. First up, New York is going to be mandating vaccines. This is the first in the nation to say or just across the board, New York City. They're saying, hey, you want to you want to come to New York City and you want to fuck around and do some New York City shit? You need to be vaccinated. Uh, so we'll talk about that and the mayor's sort of thinking around that. We'll talk about Rudy Giuliani speaking in New York. Uh, he was supposed to do an interview about 9-11 and then he suddenly turned it into a, like all about him and his legal fees. <laughs> um, but that's what Rudy Giuliani will do. Um, but before all that, Jono, we got to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that reveals who you are, what you into, or maybe some freaky thoughts you were having? Well, um, my recent search history that I looked at last night is uh, Wallace Shawn, Princess Bride. For those (laughs) unfamiliar, he's the bald-headed guy, plays Bissini. He's the guy who keeps saying, inconceivable, or whatever. And doing like the the poison drink-off, right? Exactly, yeah. Iocane powder. Um, and the reason I've searched him is because my brother just had two identical twin boys uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> and I feel like, thank you. And I, I feel like every baby looks like Wallace Shawn from The Princess oh Bride. My God. Every every baby looks like it's about to get into a, a duel of the wits with the, the man in black. Yeah. And, uh, he and, has uh, a very like cherubic sort of face. And it's funny when you Google Wallace Shawn baby. 
there are so <laughs> many like people are yeah. already doing it because i feel yeah. like it's like a trope that people like he just has the round beautiful face of a newborn child yeah and he's What's he's the one he's like one of those doctors that like used his own sperm to impregnate every woman in, in the uh, <laughs> ivf clinic they're like so every, every baby these, looks like him all of them right. are dr sean's children yeah. yeah, I'm. This is yeah. Did, so, did you send this to your brother and say? Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> like anytime. Anytime anyone asks me for a picture of the twins, I just send them two pictures of what we got. <laughs> what and what's uh? How does how do how do the parents feel? The mother and father feel about the. This, um, uh, my brother loves it. He 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 agrees. <laughs> yeah. Did you buy them two like matching little tweed suits to go? Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, uh, they could cosplay too. Like one can go as Vicini, and one can go as the the teacher from Clueless. Yeah, Mr. Hall. Yeah. Oh my a, god. A Epic coffee. love story. Uh -huh. Epic love story. Oh my god. Did you see the way her their legs are crossed towards each other? That's an unequivocal sex invite. Uh, <laughs> I remember. It. I remember. Th there are so many things from Clueless. I was like, okay, so that's the law based on what Cher <laughs> just what Cher Horowitz just said. Okay, Miss Geist. Okay, good to know that. I remember one time I tried to say in class my I left my cranberry CD in the quad and like I thought people would think would immediately understand what I was saying that reference from Clueless no one did and then the teacher's like what are you talking about and I had to just bail on it I was like nothing never mind I go to the bathroom I go to the bathroom I'm like no one here likes Clueless what is something you think is overrated uh, one thing I just learned recently is overrated uh, is the Olympics. The Olympics, mm. not just because uh, COVID has made everyone just abandon this this year's Olympics, yeah. but it's one of those things that you just like come to find out that your whole life has been horrible and you're just now learning about it. Um, right. Just like the way that every Olympics has devastated whatever city it's it's gone through and, yeah. and left all these poor people in, in real despair and horrible it should be the triumph of uh, of human spirit, and it's the exact opposite, which feels very typical. Yeah, I think especially age. especially in like you know, as people become more aware and more sensitive to these kinds of things, like you're starting to be like, yeah, man, this is a fucking nightmare. Like, there's there was one guy we, I've brought it up before, but there's like this one Japanese guy who was displaced twice because of the Olympics happening in uh... Tokyo um, for like once in the '60s and again for the 2020 games, and he's oh, like, Christ. I don't the fuck did i do yeah. to deserve this um and yeah like it's i I've, again i love the competition aspect right. of it i yeah. think that is what's and i think that's what's fucked up is that the greed that surrounds the games completely yeah. obscures that and like makes it very bittersweet because part of me like i think all of us have you know on one level thought we could be an athlete one day and you're just like that's so cool like i just think that's awesome that people can win gold medals but the the human suffering aspect. That's why I just say keep it in one place. Keep have it in one place. <laughs> yeah. Over and over. Sure. What's your favorite event? I like my dad's a big track and field guy, so I guess mm -hmm. I like that those like the decathlons and stuff or the sprints. Yeah. The sprints are probably because those are over in ten seconds, like literally right. ten seconds. And so they like the to most devote a whole day. Yeah, and they yeah. remind you of being a kid, where it's just like, yeah. all right, fastest to the end of the block is the mm -hmm. champion. You fuck with. Let's go. Um, and I so shout out to the Italians who were oh, won yeah. their first hundred hundred meter goal. Thank you, thank you. Oh. I used to burn that. Hey, asphalt. that's right, Paisan. I forgot <laughs> absolutely. And also in the high jump, let's not forget in the yes. high jump as well. I don't know if you saw that the two high jumpers they both topped out. I think like two two meters thirty seven, and they were they could have done a jump off, but they were both like. 
can we just split? Can we just get two gold medals? <laughs> oh, and, the, there you go. and like the dude was sort of like, I guess if you want to, but I mean, like, do you want to? They're like, yeah, man, it's been a rough year. Like, if we oh both got gosh. gold, who gives a shit? And they were just hugging each other. And like the Italian dude was loving it. But again, like those are the things I, I can't help but watch and then be like, it starts making me feel fucked up because I'm like, but why does it have to be there? And then like nobody's there to enjoy it. <laughs> It's I know like, it should be good like it doesn't have to be this bad and yeah. it, it's like it should be just a cool experience for all the athletes and everyone watching but it's yeah it's a, did it's you this- guys cover that story about how i think it was long distance running and one guy from one country recognized that the guy who had been in front of him the entire time didn't understand the language on the signs and was gonna go the wrong way and he would have won and he he told the he guy him? the other way and oh, from behind him? him why he did it and he said because i i wouldn't have been a it wouldn't have been a fair win the guy was ahead the entire time and wow. I, those are the beautiful moments in sports yeah. where you like see the soul of people and i was just like yeah. that's so fucking beautiful See if 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 like if it was in that one city every single year, we could enjoy that wonderful experience and not have to like see some guy make a wrong turn into like some camp that they're like putting all the homeless people in to hide from the games and stuff. It's it's like right. these just are, one wrong turn. Yeah, we're we we can absolutely overcome the evil <laughs> elements of it. Just have to reform the Olympic Committee that's like kicking people out for weed. Uh, right. But still displacing uh, poor people around the world, or just being like, "Hey, let's co- let's collaborate with the World Health Organization to be like, yeah, don't worry about COVID, just like they did with Zika <laughs> in Brazil four years right. ago, or in 2016." But hey, that's what it is. Yeah, I really love sprinting. I I used to do high jump in high school. It was terrible, but I love the event. And yeah, it, there is something about just watching again people fucking work their whole lives for something even if it's as simple as just running 100 meters but like mm-hmm. watch that payoff you can bottle yeah. that up what's something you think is underrated Jono? underrated is uh your parents cable login <laughs> i think everyone is underappreciating all the the good content your parents are giving you just by the, the fact that they haven't unsubscribed and cut the cable from their cable provider yeah so we watch like 90 percent of the uh Sporting events, even on TV, is just like, oh, I, I don't, we don't have the CBS app. Well, let's just log in with our parents' stuff. It's like, so. I look, I, I guarantee I know it. It's the same email address and it's the same password for yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I'm really, truly shout out to parents. Like, that's like, yeah. is that the final sort of um, umbilical cord that would be cut for someone to be fully independent? Is like, I think because so, you ever yeah. check somebody, you're like, oh, oh, you're really independent. Let me see your Netflix logins. Is it your email <laughs> or is it your parents? I hate those or people. I'm like, it's not your fucking business uh, account I'm using, bitch. Why don't you go look in the mirror and with you and your passwords and emails? <laughs> yeah, what, what are you? What are you a uh, shill for Netflix? You want the cor- corporate profits to go up? Come yeah, on. You yeah, you Hulu, Disney Plus ass bitch. Wow, you yeah. really like stealing, huh? From Mister Netflix and Mister yeah. Hulu. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, how, how am I supposed to get my Pixar fix without my mom's um Disney Plus account? Okay. Yeah, it doesn't gonna... feel right as an adult to pay for Disney stuff. I feel like parents should always be paying for Disney stuff. Like for that's sure. just the. I'm mature. I can't be doing that. Oh, you know what's funny is I recently let my dad use one of my logins and it felt like I I was almost like, oh. you're welcome, son. You're welcome. Like it really yeah. felt, I was like, in my mind, I was like, we've here, we're here. We're here. It's fully inverted. The relationship he, has inverted. Hey, he passed the torch. 
Mm-hmm. And he didn't really have any logins that I could use. You know, I mean, he paid my phone bill back in like college, so I'll, I'll remember wow. that. So well, was my that. dad, my dad uses his iPad as a camera. So yay. Uh, <laughs> Does he wait like he'll bring it everywhere like it's his camera? Yeah, yeah. Oh my, it is absolutely his camera. It's his camera. It is like here's how much my dad uses his <laughs> iPad as a camera. He he used an uh, an iPad, filled up the entire memory with photos, and then instead of you know putting them anywhere, he just got another iPad. Like he just <laughs> <laughs> he bought another iPad so he could start taking photos again. As if it. we're like a disposable yeah, camera. Yeah, like, like, like it's that's like it's it, a, out of film. This one flat one's a roll of film that I have to develop, but uh, that's just going to be oh, I love that. photo hard drive from now on. Shout out all the iPad photographers. Let's take a quick break and pay some bills, and we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Vaccines. They're necessary, it turns out. Um, to stem the spread of a pandemic and hopefully, you know, eradicate a pandemic altogether. Uh, New York City, if you remember, was probably one of the worst hotspots at the beginning of the lockdown. It almost like if you watch the news, you almost thought COVID only existed in New York um, just based on the amount of media attention. And again, because it's like an iconic city that just ground to a halt and we were seeing, you know, just really, it was like a warning sign to people of like, if it gets out of control, this is what happens. Hospitals begin to overflow. Some, we didn't even have room in, our, in the morgues to properly take care of the, uh, the people that had passed away. And so because of that, I think Mayor de Blasio uh, may have had that in the back of his mind, like many public health experts, when realizing we need to make sure that we don't experience another just catastrophic surge of this virus again. And I think the only way to do that is to really mandate vaccines. So de Blasio said, this is just sort of how he presented it at a press conference. The key to New York City, when you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone is vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in New York City. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds it's in a way I was like, wow, that's radical. But then I'm like, wait, that's because the bar is so all over the place that I'm like, what is yeah, that actually that's sensible. That's right. We need people to understand that that is that is that's how we're going to regain some stability is by treating vaccines as the norm. Right. Yeah, and then there were a few other news stories about Cuomo today, but... Uh... <laughs> that was de Blasio. But oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, you'll have heard about that in the Trends episode that played yesterday. But sure. yeah, I mean, his, like, defense of, like, but I, I kiss everybody in the mouth. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's fucking... Okay. Blair, Blair um, are you offended that as an Italian he was using your culture as a shield? Mm. Yeah, I am. I am. But, you know, what are you going to do? Some of these people take things too far, I guess, even <laughs> even though they're, they are Italian, I guess. Um, do you touch do you touch faces? It's been so long since you've I've seen you in person. Yeah, I don't really touch people. I'm surprisingly introverted. You wouldn't guess it. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. Actually, whenever you pull up, you you always pull up like mysterious <laughs> in person. 
You're always like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah, you good? Like, you Whenever take a second I... to warm up, and then you warm up, and I'm like, there's Blair. There's Blair. That's so true. Listen, whenever I see her in the neighborhood, she's trying to duck into a bush. She's, yeah, she's... She, got a, she always got a beanie on and glasses yes. looking like the Unabomber on mushrooms. <laughs> Wait, I am really sorry that I ruined the vaccine um, thing by d- mistaking de Blasio for Cuomo. I do think that is a radical statement, and I know that's going to piss all these people off. But I, I do think like we need to get more aggressive with it for like the safety of our evolution and going forward so we don't just have many years lost and many more like millions of people dead. Yeah. Are you talking about from touching faces? <laughs> from the vaccine, oh, you vaccine. DJ oh, you brought it Miles. back. I was like, <laughs> I was one in the same miles, one in the same. That's no, how you I spread lo- COVID. I, I was embarrassed our... that I I brought it off to a tangent, so oh, I tried no, to steer it back. Not at all. I like I I more like the investigation of Blair and the, and like the the phases of Blair, because um, <laughs> arrival is it takes a second, takes a second, takes a second, Listen, and then if, we if... get Blair. But yeah, I mean, it it totally makes sense. I mean. This is the first in the nation sort of mandate that essentially saying like, look, any indoor things you want to do, dining, fitness, entertainment, like you are going to need to be vaccinated. And that's really the path that we need to be on. You have to communicate that this is how you access certain activities. You don't have a right to infect people just because you are uncomfortable with the vaccine. If you don't want to go ahead, no one's saying you can't buy food and you can't do these other things, but you have to do a lot of outside stuff. Uh, if you're not vaccinated. And I think because things like this weren't mandated, it allows this sort of middle area to exist in people's minds, especially for people who are vaccine resistant or hezzy or anti that because there's like this gray area that it just sort of allows this thing to be like, well, it's normal to not be vaccinated. So why am I not being able to do these other things? Like, no, 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 no. Like this is for the greater good. Then we've had to do this many times throughout humanity. It's just that you probably don't remember it or based on your media diet, you've completely recontextualized what this actually is. Of course. Yeah. And this is, this is a total win-win because like, not only is it the right public health decision where it's going to keep people from getting and contracting COVID and spreading it, uh, but the people who um, are affected by it, the ones who are unvaccinated, they will hate it. They get to do um, a lot of uh, victimhood, like the performative, like, oh, this is where I get to feel oppressed. And like, that's exactly what they wanted out of this whole thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, they're enjoying this too. They get to do that thing where they're like, Putting the Jewish star on their cell, doing the, like yeah, the Holocaust cosplay, yeah. and you're like, yeah, like mm, no, I don't yeah. like that. People who have a very bizarre idea of oppression, uh, mm-hmm. you tend to see that when they go into like self victimization mode. And you're like, I mm-hmm. don't know if that's so okay. Yeah, I mean, like well. the, the virus has killed like one and a half times as many people than World War II did, and like, yeah. <laughs> so like they're saying in World War II, like the country actually did have to sacrifice, like they're like. You know, the the Oscars those years were like made out of wood because they had to, they couldn't spare the metal and like today if that happened they'd be like well listen I'm a, as an American I have a right my a constitutional right to scrap metal and I don't have to turn it in I have right. a metal diet and I can't give it up because oh this I'm gonna fun. give up my grandmother's pewter trays no <laughs> that's not happening are you kidding me also I have a right to drink out of a light up mug at Buffalo Wild Wings don't tell me about an LED shortage. <laughs> for the effort the fuck Damn. but yeah that is kind of where we're at i see some of these um people from a few people that i still follow from high school and they like repost like liberal agenda crazy liberal like accounts on instagram and it's so terrifying they're what you just said their media diet 
And I, I know mean, I'm the it, other side saying that, but I just, it's like, I, it's, uh, it's science, science. Well, yeah. it's, I'm always curious to ask people, like, at what point do you extend help to somebody? Like, especially like evangelicals too, because I mean, I went to, you know, Lutheran K through eight in the Catholic high school. So I had been like hearing all of these ideas about what it means to be a good Christian or someone who believes in follower of Christ and do as Christ does. And he, he was taking after taking care of the people who the rest of society deemed was not well or whatever. Like how, like where that mentality is now, because when you ask them like, Oh, do people deserve healthcare? It's almost like, well, not if they can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fuck is that? Well, I think and, Miles, what you're failing to realize is that um, all that talk about Jesus and leprosy was he was actually just spreading leprosy throughout to make all the weak right, people right, die. right. <laughs> yeah. But then, but because he was Jesus and he didn't acknowledge his like supreme immune system as the son of God, he was like, I don't know what the problem is. Can't be me. And you're like, it's because yeah. you're Jesus, dude. Like, don't. The, but he should still be practice social distancing. Wait, I, I saw this great tweet yesterday in regards to that um, by Travis Akers, and it said, I want to see an episode of Undercover Boss with Jesus in some evangelical churches. Oh, God, <laughs> and I loved it. I fucking loved it. Because it's just like people just manipulate everything to their own personal agenda, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of interesting uh, clips of right-wing pastors. I don't know if you saw that clip of this guy, Greg Locke, who has like this like church where he just screams all kinds of stuff. I'm just going to play a, a clip really quick. So you understand just sort of like how he's even presenting things to his parishioners. Oh. I've been right about all of it. We've been right about all of it. He's talking about COVID. Oh, yes. Why does it seem like WWE? Jesus Christ. Yes. It's literally in a circus tent. Don't win in the end. This is pro wrestling right now. In the end. He's right now. He's just getting wound up over the idea of like why we don't need to get vaccinated. You know, like what what all this stuff is, who's doing what, all these conspiracies, and that's why he's saying I was right about everything. So yeah. all this fear bull crap is that it is bull crap. Say amen. <laughs> I know you never been to a church where a pastor told you to say amen after I said bullcrap. <laughs> but I am not a pastor, and this is not a church, and this is not a religion. I am a huckster. Terror. Uh, yeah, he then goes on to say, like, only crack-smoking, demon-possessed leftists think that Biden is the president. So, you know, uh, a normal one. Well, that is most of the country. Let's hear uh, crack-smoking, demon-possessed leftists had more popular vote than actually the <laughs> other guys. So, right, yeah. What can you do? Yeah, it's like, again, this is this is a depending on where you are, certain people might be saying, yeah, science is good or the vaccine will help keep you safe. Other people might be like the demon cracks, smoking left. Biden. Do you think they listen to this podcast? Do you think Greg listens to this podcast and thinks oh, yeah. that we're crack smoking leftists? He does. He, he DMs <laughs> me every day and he says, I can hear your crack pipe in the background. <laughs> You demonic Biden leftist. And I'm like, Biden leftist? Ooh, I don't. Yeah. Sure. And you're sir. like, that's not me, dog. Okay. I'm like, bruh, check your definition, <laughs> bruh. And he's like, you any- will respect me. You will respect the Lord. I'm like, no, I won't, bro. And I think Jesus was just an organizer, if anything, if he was real, bruh. Yeah. You will respect anyway. my bullcrap. Amen. <laughs> amen. And amen to that. So that we will win in the end. It's like, why are you talking about wins and losses? You're you're a uh, it's you're weird. a religion, not a not a basketball team. 
I mean, but I think that's how you do that, though, right? Is yeah. you can keep this in your mind about how, you know, in the the divine in the in the afterlife, that's when you're gonna really be getting your laughs off um, <laughs> because you will be off. seated at the at the at the right hand of God in the throne of kingdom of heaven. Oh, uh, God. He is right so, that more of them will be in heaven after this year than uh, <laughs> everyone else. Yeah, with sort of that attitude. And honestly, the video is creepy because it was a circus tent they were in. It was like a red and white striped tent. And I was like, either someone's like uh, fumigation business had a few extra tents that you were setting up, <laughs> or that's like a legit circus tent. Isn't it crazy how, like, at, with evolution, <laughs> I was going to sound like a stoner, but like, <laughs> dude, um... what's the opposite of truth, dude? <laughs> <laughs> humiliating but um like what we just heard was like this grandmaster performance of just like one human being trying to make people feel overcome by them and their like agenda and that's been going on forever like this sort of grand theatrics of people trying to grasp for power even on the small level or large level and like you think that we would evolve out of these like very petty small-minded smaller self things but they keep going on forever they it's we don't humankind does not change in that way is the healthy version doing stand-up oh yeah no um <laughs> look miles i just want to point you're commanding out that an audience up there oh my Oh my god, Overwhelming Miles! Overwhelming them with your energy. Oh my god, Miles, the fucking nerve! You think that I haven't considered stand-up comedy is a mental illness? So nothing, nothing less. Okay. Look, I know I'm aware. I've sat with it before. Unwell. Right, right. Unwell. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to move on uh, since we were sort of on the topic of New York before we got into the ideas of salvation in Christ. Uh, to someone else who's actually very interested in the ideas of salvation in Christ, is Rudy Giuliani, um, because he's been a very bad man. What a uh, man. If you're, I mean, look, he hitched his wagon to the most radioactive star in Donald Trump, and for a moment, he was riding high. Like, you could tell he was just like, I'm that guy, I'm with the president, I'm gooned up, what are you going to do, fuck that, fuck laws. And, then, you know, he was even jacking his bone in a Borat movie. I mean, he was, he <laughs> he was at the top of the world. And then Trump was no longer president and all the shit that he did like push Ukraine to like smear Biden and get involved in the political the presidential race or you know try to get the election overturned by pushing the big lie which got him sued by Dominion voting systems it's all now become like one gigantic legal tidal wave and it's about to crush him the thing is when you have all this legal exposure there's a lot of bills that you got to pay for lawyers and things like that and no one has been a giving any money to his little GoFundMe for like like help me defend myself against the crack smoking demons leftist <laughs> sort of like campaign that he had, and he's been telling close friends like he is close to going like fully broke. Now I don't know how accurate that is because this is the same guy that quit a job to try and make it look like his income was diminished so he would owe less in spousal support. So you know we'll take that for what it's worth. But on top of all that, Trump has been sitting on $82 million that he just straight grifted off of supporters um, and just been spending on himself. And a lot of the Trump ally people are like, um, what about like helping the dude who you who fucking quite literally was, was just fucking shit up to try and get you in office? 
and it only just destabilized the country, it's quiet. Oh, okay, um, Miles. You think yeah. that glam team is cheap? It's not. Okay. <laughs> that is a lot of work. A lot of parties work very hard on his look. Okay. Which way? Who, who's glam team? Trump? Trump, yeah. Doesn't he like, but I feel like he's like one of those guys who hates being like touched. So he would like oh, yeah. do it all himself. Like, cause you know, he, Germaphobe. the application looks, I mean, like the way he puts it on his eyes and stuff, you know, he's not really blending. Or do we think there's a HMU team there or it's all self-applicated? Look, my guess is it's not self-applicated. Okay, mm -hmm. I like that. Look, king rule number one, someone else puts your bronzer on before you make a speech. That's for sure. I do like the idea of a team coming in wearing hazmat suits to come do his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it safe. But yeah, I feel bad for Rudy because he, you know, he did all that dirty work, as you said. Now he's not getting support from Trump. And like, listen, I was with Trump for the whole thing. And now to find out he's a bad friend. <laughs> Come on, like that's the last straw. You can't uh, treat your friends like that. I just thought it was How a coincidence every other time people are like, I went in business with him and he stole from me, or I worked for him and he never paid me. It's and not like there's a trail of evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, also, the Giuliani scene in Borat, mm -hmm. I am not over that, also. And another thing I can't believe in this country. Is how much shit is literally video evidence that nothing ever <laughs> transpires from? I mean, like, can you imagine what is happening? Like, that was with a film crew. Like, what yeah. would happen? What goes on in non-media sanctioned interviews? A lot. I mean, you look at the state of everything, like whether it's, you know, sexual assault or racism and things like that. It's like you truly it's like, well, do you have. 4k video at 60 frames per second it doesn't matter that we can look at yeah and even then <laughs> half the time it doesn't matter this was uh, wide release to the entire country no problem yeah. it's just still yeah it's free it wasn't even behind a paywall <laughs> this is evidence uh, but yeah so <laughs> mayor giuliani former mayor giuliani he's also been kind of in the news because obviously this is going to be the 20th anniversary of september 11th and he was mayor at the time and he was at ground zero and he was talking with local news to be like, Hey, you know, what a moment um, for you and, and the country. Like, let's reflect on that. He didn't talk about that at all. Um, let's hear what he instead chose to talk about um, when he was asked about the significance of the 20th anniversary of nine 11. Oh Christ. I committed no crime. And if you think I committed a crime, you're probably really stupid because you don't know who I am. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani seems fixated on declaring his innocence. We've seen you commit a crime on camera. Into whether he's working as an unregistered lobbyist for Ukrainian officials. Is the guy who put the mafia in jail, terrorists in jail, Ed Koch's commission is in jail, and the worst people on Wall Street. I'm not going to file? I mean, that's just crazy. Giuliani says he was only working for President Trump as his lawyer, voicing mm -hmm. frustration mm -hmm. about the FBI searches of his home and law office. This is where it gets real good. Misguided and politically motivated. I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to go to jail if they want to put me in jail. And if they do, they're going to suffer the consequences in heaven. I'm not. But I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Again, baby, send it back up to God. Yeah, maybe I'm on Earth, according to your Earth realities, a criminal. I'm more you know than willing to go to jail. Okay. 
Great. Listen, they're going to afterlife jail or, or hell, as they sometimes call it. <laughs> exactly. We'll see where we'll see where he ends up. Um, but yeah, that seems to be on his mind, even though he's there to do an interview about one of the most significant events in the last 20 years. Yeah, what dude, an, I'm willing what to go incredible. to jail, but heaven, they're going to take it up with heaven and the angels. That's the thing I'm saying, dude. I I, I threw Ed Koch's commissioners in jail anyway. What a beautiful 9-11 memorial speech. Incredible. Absolutely. Okay, and before we go to another break, I just want to bring up um, Spirit Airlines because they had a bit of an issue earlier this week. I don't know if you've flown at people have we i think we've all experienced spirit airlines at I one haven't. point oh you haven't okay it's, have you, it's wonderful have you both have i think once i took yeah. either spirit or frontier every i think everyone should try at least once just to remind yourself why you should never do it people always like just crack jokes about it because it's like a budget airline blah 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 but they've really been having a lot of operational problems um like a couple of days ago they had to cancel 277 flights which was about 36 percent of its schedule and then 159 were delayed, which is about 20% of its schedule. So overall, 56% of their flights were fucked up. Um, and some they would say is like, it was weather, but it's also not weather too. Like there's also staffing issues and it looks like Spirit like kind of tried to ramp up their business really quick again without having the proper personnel to actually like facilitate having all these flights move around. So on top of that, with all these flights delayed, because they're like a low cost carrier, they don't have any of these things that are like interline agreements, like with other airlines, which is normally the thing that'll happen. So like if you have a delay or a cancellation, like there's a way to remedy that because it's like, oh, we have relationships with other airlines to sort of sort this out. So that's like the inherent risk with Spirit Airlines. So cut to many airports, especially around the Southeast, like in Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and then in San Juan, Puerto Rico, people were fucking stranded. And there was like sort of anecdotal information that the Spirit Airlines staff was like slowly retreating from like the the like the tape, like the desks to help customers. And we're saying like we might need to like sneak out the back because like we have nothing to tell people and like the situation is just getting really, really tense. So you can see a situation where you have people who are like, I can't make my connecting flight because you just canceled it. What can I do? This line's three and a half hours for me to even speak to someone. At that point, what flights are there? And then on top of it, you have agents literally like doing the Homer Simpson Bush gif where they're like, sorry, I'm a backup into this bush now. Um, and it just sucks because at the end of the day, like as much, you know, you see how people get at airports. Like it's always the ticket agents that are going to get that get all this shit when it's not like they're like, I don't run Spirit Airlines. Yeah. I'm working for them. Um, it just looked all kinds of bad. Well, I keep seeing these articles saying that like people just in general are getting way more unruly. And I've seen this a little bit at comedy shows, too, where it's like, oh, you guys have so much pent up energy in you from being inside for a year and a half that like some of you forgot how to act in public. And then they keep mm -hmm. saying all of this like bubble inside people of stress is like bursting mm -hmm. in, in public in ways that it wasn't really before in like certain especially in certain common spaces where there's like um social agreements that you don't act that way and now all these like these flight attendants are like guardians of the galaxy yeah and and this guy's like oh you didn't let me touch your tits i'm gonna fucking lose my you know my, like, my parents are worth two million dollars yeah, yeah. i saw that clip i was like what the uh, fuck yeah. is this guy saying and, and then, he got duct taped to the seat which is so 
hysterical, by the way. Yeah, it's just wild because there's stress everywhere, you know, like whether that's people that are traveling, right? You don't, they could be spread thin financially and they're having to be on a flight where they don't even want to, you, you know, like maybe it's the travel they're doing is like stressful. They may have to go take care of somebody. And then like, you know, a lot of people have all kinds of stressors that is not just apparent on the surface. Like, and I think the pandemic has really put a lot, again, like to your point, a lot of pressure on people from all different kinds of sides. And I think, unfortunately, in America, we have this terrible habit because everyone says the customer is always right. Mm. It's like in these customer service interactions are like a, people just sort of take advantage of this idea to be like, well, I'm just going to indulge my anger right now and just direct it to this person. <laughs> I oh, yeah. that. This feels like the venue for that. Like every travel situation is stressful. Everyone's going through that and how that pent up stress is, as Bray was talking about. Um, but like, and if they interact with Spirit Airlines, Spirit Airlines is like a like an American Ninja Warrior gauntlet of stress, where like every single thing is designed to make you stressful. So of course, it's just going to be an explosion of of horrible behavior on both yeah. sides. That makes me yeah. so mad when people lose it in public because it's like suppress that shit like the rest of us. Okay, we <laughs> we we're mad. We're on fucking Spirit Airlines. Um, Dramos just said the Frontier suspended the flight attendant who duct taped that creep. And and that person is suspended when that man was causing danger and injury to the employee who yeah. had no one to defend her from being what? sexually well, assaulted. To be fair, though, she did violate the protocol. The normal protocol is to get in a knife fight to the death on a Frontier <laughs> Airlines. Yeah, That's how exactly. you have to establish your dominance. If you want right. to keep your flight attendant position, you need to someone, you know, defeat them in one-on-one -on -one combat. If That's I were JetBlue, I'd call. I'd be calling and hiring that guy because that's the type of shit. <laughs> that's the type of shit we need in the planes now, as everyone's yeah, yeah. losing their yeah. fucking mind. Or yeah. there's like some viral duct tape company that's like, hey, we'd love to like give you the face of our duct tape right now. The hero. The flight attendant presentation beginning is like, here's the uh, seatbelt thing. Here's the um, life right. vest. And here's the ball gag we'll use if you guys try to start <laughs> fights with us. Oh, and, and that's the nice one. We have another one that's a, a, a wooden dowel with a bunch of dried blood on it with a bunch of chicken wire that we'll just wrap around the back of your head, too. There's that one, too. There's yeah. that one, too. You know, oh. every once in a while when you get, like, a really bitchy flight attendant who loves their five minutes up top mm -hmm. and they have, like, all these jokes and, like, they really want you to know, like, you know, I'm not bothered by you and I won't be. And, wow. like, I, I would love if, like, some flight attendants start, like, working that shit in into their, like, speech up top. A lot of comedians, I, I feel like, hate when they hear flight attendants do jokes, but I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's they're fun. getting their time to shine right now. And I feel like yeah. on Southwest, I feel like that was the one of the first airlines where people were like casual enough to like talk some shit. Like, especially if you yeah. took that flight on Southwest from like Burbank to Vegas. Like, oh, that hell, was just I joke fest. Absolutely. Yeah. A people lot of jokers on there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of jokers on that plane. <laughs> it should also teach some comedians some empathy because in every comedy show, there's obviously one person who doesn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. So, like, of course, like, this is what it feels like when you're do, uh, sabotaging one person's night with your jokes. So, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll right. pay back. Well, um, exactly. comedy is a mental illness, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, I'll, I'll ask more about that when we talk about this other story coming up after the break. So, let's Pay some bills real quick. We'll be right back after this.
we're back. I want to talk about a couple of things. First, The Weeknd, the man that has made some of the sexiest music from the 2010s. He's realized that he, in fact, doesn't want to be high for this because he said he's really he's kind of given up drugs. In a recent GQ interview, he said he confirms he still drinks occasionally, smokes weed. But as for other drugs like Coke uh, evoked in the song, Can't Feel My Face, he's not doing that anymore. He said, quote, no, drugs were a crutch. It was me thinking that I needed it and not doing the work to figure out how not to need it. And I've spent the last few years realizing that and thanking God that I don't need it because for a lot of people, it's hard to shake it. I knew I didn't want it. Uh, he calls it being sober light. And I'm just curious, too, because, <laughs> you know, we're in being in creative industries, comedians, musicians, what have you. There are a lot of people that I feel like do insist on like being drunk or like getting high to like come up with their ideas and things like that. And I don't know, just it's it. And part of me is like, I'm I'm glad to see you realizing that because I remember there was a time when I was like, I can only I can only make music if I'm so high off my face. I don't know what's happening. Like as if I was in some other like transcendent space where like things mm. were making sense. Sometimes it's good just to jar my thinking, but not to the point where I used to think because I think I was just modeling my shit after like shit I'd read on the internet about other artists or like, yo, this guy was so high the whole time. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to know your perspective, especially because I know, like I I've I've I myself have been like, oh, maybe it's good to like drink before I go on stage or something. Listen, like that. this is this was my PhD thesis was in cocaine addiction, so like I feel like I can say with some good authority that you one should never do to cocaine, but if you do, only in your twenties. You can't go into your thirties still, you know, like party lines. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's like it's, dark. Like yeah, no, it's very because like <laughs> when I see people do that shit, I'm like. Dude, we're old, bitch. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm putting sunscreen on my hands and wearing wrist guards during sex. Like, we do not <laughs> need to be doing this. I am, please stop. I'm humiliated by you. I don't want to see this shit. Yeah, but I also love the weekend. It's just so so funny to me where he's like, "Look, GQ, like I want to I want to make an announcement. From now on, I am only going to stay high and drunk. I am not going to be hitting <laughs> the hard Flying stuff." Off cocaine. Okay? Nah. Look, I am taking I am taking it down. It's a new me. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I don't need to do all. Th I don't need. I don't need my face to be numb to come up with ideas anymore. Yeah, look, I'm different. Okay, I wake up and I just hit a bottle of tequila and yeah, yeah. take down an <laughs> a eighth face of like weed. three blunts. Yeah, I mean, it I'm sounds good. like he he like got paid to make this announcement by White Claws. Like, listen, addiction's a problem. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking only with alcohol, which is paying for all. Pivot to the tours. claw. Uh, also, yeah. check out new White Claw weed. They're also in the <laughs> business. You're like, wait, hold on, what the fuck? Like. As far as marijuana consumption, my rule has always been it's only really majorly after the sun goes down and mm. usually just like a mild gummy or something. I can't really smoke because I'll lose my voice in one hit. But um, like I it doesn't help me creatively. I know it helps other people. But for me, it's more like I can't, I guess comedy, you need to be quick and fast and all those things. But maybe it helps musicians or like a painter. Yeah, I think, yeah, because, like, I mean, 
you don't have to like nail the delivery of a joke if you're just like playing bass or like strumming a guitar or something <laughs> like it's so much oh, muscle yeah. memory and just like truly like I don't, for lack of a better word, just vibing up there. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I love vibing on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did you, did you ever like drink to like loosen up to go on stage like early on? Any of y'all? Or you always just kind of, or do you have rules about going on stage like fully sober because you've had experiences where you're like, that did not go well? Yeah. Every time I drink more than two, I start slurring my words. Like after a long set, it just gets sloppier and sloppier. And then with weed, I tried it like once. And then like my timing was way off because it like does slow you down a little bit. So I felt like I was watching myself perform. And like, I was, I was like, worse than that was afterward. Like the set went apparently fine, but like the, I spent two hours in a corner after the show saying, why was everyone laughing at me? Yeah. Oh God. It's just yeah. super paranoid. Jono, yeah. You're at a stand up show. My first three years of stand up, I was. I think drunk the whole time. One, it was terrifying. Plus, I was just in my twenties in in New York. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, but now I don't really drink very much. Just in general, I rarely drink. Or if I do, and if it, you do, it's one point three. Yeah, I just have like established. one drink, two max, mm. and like that is a fun way to go on stage. But I will say, the times that I have been drunk on stage, it's like I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I'm I'm not really like that concerned with how it's going and a lot of times it does it does go well but I could also think it's going much better than it is so you don't know. I you yeah, can see yeah. how like a famous people get in deep with like addiction because they're at like such a level where they there's so much money and so much riding on it that they need to um deliver a certain like quality of product and mm -hmm. then you can see how that could slip so easily because you could think that you're doing better than you are you know oh yeah i mean there's nothing like cocaine to uh sort of <laughs> yeah. mis misread how well you're performing at something or how what your outward <laughs> energy is like yeah or even like when you're to your point about being famous, you know, you have so many sycophants and like, yes, people around you. They'd never be like, hey, maybe that was kind of an L tonight. They're like, that was great. That was great. That was great. But yeah. Until they lock you in a closet and they're like, you need to quit because I have to pay for my boats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's good to know. So yeah, Blair and Jono, they've, they've taken the journey and they're sober light. Um, as, as <laughs> just like the weekend, as the weekend would see exactly, mm. exactly. I mean, that's could be another rule. It's just only on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Do, do you think in a couple months they're like, uh, we're, we saw that video of you like doing a bunch of Nas balloons backstage? He's like, okay, well, those aren't those are like whippets. You can buy that at a store. So like, what's the problem here? Okay. Yeah, I was really um in just like health mode back when I did that D that uh GQ article. You know how you get on that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> the summer was ending. You're just kind of thinking about ending the year strong. Yeah. Going sober light. It's the post-COVID cleanse. Mm -hmm. Which is all those toxins. Yeah, I'll just stop doing my uh, evil, evil hard drugs. All right, well. Jono, thank you so much for joining us today and coming back to the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you and follow you, hear you, see you, hear ye, see yeah. ye? I'm at Jono Zalay, J-O-N-O, and then Z-A-L-A-Y on all social media. Um, this weekend, I'll be in Asheville, North Carolina, and the weekend after that, I'll be in Bristol, Tennessee, and in Atlanta between those two. So this, this will be my first tour post-COVID. So All right. in the South, come check me out. I'm also in Knoxville and Birmingham. Doing a whole little uh, 
tour. I'm, I'm uh, spreading some jabs down in the south. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Couple of jabs. <laughs> to to, yeah, and Asheville's yeah. like gang. Yo, pull up, pull up to John O's show. You know, yeah. we got we got folks out in North Carolina too. And what's a tweet that you've been enjoying? Some active social media that you've been appreciating. Uh, my friend Rob Hayes had this great tweet about like uh, here it is. Uh, I find it ironic that the system is being used to ban critical race theory. One day when these laws are reversed, these laws will be taught as current examples. <laughs> like so you're true. doing the you're doing the thing that you're gonna be. <laughs> no, that that's what's happening. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. More on that later. Okay, I guess in the history books, but who knows? They might outlaw history or the concept yeah, of yeah. remembering things more than a week ago I or mean, something. Listen, we're willing. Like white people are willing to learn about Black history right up into the point where they have a role in it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it's like, like oh, oh, that's that's great. George Washington Carver did that. Like, okay, let's talk about redlining. Red, white, ooh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's colorism. We can't talk about what colors lines Okay, are. that's reverse racism, actually. <laughs> yeah. If you make me aware of systemic oppression, that's reverse racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Blair, how about you? Where can people find you, follow you, and what's a tweet that you've been liking? Oh, my God, like gang. My best friends in the entire world. Um, you can find me as always at Blair Saki, B L A I R S O C C I, on Twitter and Instagram. And what I would like to remind you, please buy tickets to my show, September sixteenth. I'm headlining the Bell House in New York, and I really want to sell it out. And I would love to see my fucking Zeitgang there. Go go um, go! When I splash out, and I'm gonna have some really cool guests like Joe Para and um. Conroe O'Malley and Rosebud Baker, so come out. And then um, a tweet of, like, one of my favorite um, people on Twitter, maybe my favorite all-time twi- tweeter, um, Blaine Capatch, my friend. He just oh, yeah, said, it, it was just a silly tweet, but it made me laugh. Video killed the radio star, then turned the gun on itself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine is, oh, like, man. one of the all-time best joke writers. Ever. I love him. So <sighs> good. Uh, some tweets I like at Hunk Tears tweeted, I didn't know the word horny before the movie Austin Powers. I asked my mom what it meant and she explained lust to me. I had known about sexy thing as an aesthetic before, but Austin Powers introduced me to the concept of sexual desire as a human state. (laughs) 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 Overly wordy tweet about it, but I love to see it. Uh, Another one is from, uh, you know, past guest Roy Wood Jr. at Roy Wood Jr. uh, tweeted, uh, because again, because New York is mandating vaccines, he just posted this picture of like uh, Jason Statham as like a chef in Chinatown, like fighting this dude. And it says, when a patron declines to show proof of vaccination, the chef kills him. But the patron was a mob boss. As goons descend on the store, the chef defends himself using the skills he learned as a Navy SEAL British MI6 Spetsnaz. Jason Statham is Riley Pavchenko in Vaxon, Vaxoff. That's so funny. Um, And then another one. It's a cartoon where with an anthropomorphized baggie of weed with a little bit of weed in it and a and a person waving waving its finger. The top it says, Say no to drugs. And the little baggie of weed is saying, Maybe you should save the rest for another time. And the person's going, No. <laughs> <laughs> and that was tweeted by at O S H X T F E. So shout out to Faith for that one. You can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. Also the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. You can find that on twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. 
You can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes! There we go. Thank you so much. Uh, where we post the episode and obviously the song we write out on. Before we tell you what that song is, I want to tell you that uh, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them things for free. Now the song we're going to write out on, I want to do something that will make us feel light, bouncy, put some pep in our step, make our big toes shoot up in our boot. And it's a track by this band called Duran Jones and the Indications. I had just started listening to this group. They're really dope. They're like a group of guys who, you know, started making music in Indiana in a basement. And they were in college. They put out an LP, but their vibe is like very much like jungle, like sort of this disco, funky soul uh, sort of energy. So it's really upbeat. And the track is called Witchu, which is spelled W-I-T-C-H-O-O. This is Duran Jones and the indications with Witchu. And I hope it makes y'all just feel light. Um, you know, until next time, which will be later today, we'll tell you what's trending, but then we'll see you tomorrow. Hope you guys take care of each other and we'll see you then. Bye. Peace. Bye.